Hello, everyone. It's your girl, Tarika, with Professional DNA. I hope you're having an amazing day today. Super, super pumped about our topic today. Um, But before we jump into that, I want to make sure that you catch our episode last week. If you're listening to these episodes in order, uh, it would have been episode 17. And we were talking about the importance and the power of learning, right? That you have got to be a consistent learner and constantly being willing to learn, learn new skills, acquire new knowledge, and that there's so much power behind that because you can leverage those new skills and leverage that new knowledge for your success, right? To make you more visible and bring additional value to yourself as you are working to achieve not only success, but to level up in your career as a whole. So I hope you were able to catch episode 17. If not, take the time, go back, listen to it, share it with uh, your colleagues, share it with friends and family, because it's super important to understand the power of learning. Okay, today I'm talking to all of my leaders. Those of you who are in leadership, those of you who are looking to be in leadership, or perhaps you don't even know and you might be in a role of leadership and not really even connecting that that's you. Today, we are talking about what makes a good leader, the foundations of leadership. And I'm going to dig in to a few different areas, a few different foundations that are critical and important for anyone who is in a position or leadership or striving to be in a position of leadership really understands and can embody that in order to really serve as a good leader. So that's what we're talking about today. Get your notebook, get your pen. We are going all in on leadership. What makes a good leader? The foundations of leadership. Are you guys ready? Y'all ready to dig in? All right, let's go. All right, everyone, we are back. Professional DNA, we're talking about leadership. What makes a good leader? We're going to dig into some foundations today. You know, there's a ton of folks who talk about uh, leadership and dig into ways that people can become good leaders, how you can improve on your leadership. They teach others to really be leaders. And one, there's a few folks I'm going to note today, but one is uh, John Maxwell. And if you don't follow John Maxwell or have seen any of his books, uh, followed any of his content, I'm telling you, if you're in a position of leadership, you're looking to be um, in a leadership role, I really, really, really encourage you to follow John Maxwell, get one of his books because he's just so profound in his approach to leadership. One of the things that he says is that a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. And what I love about that is that it's talking about knowing the way, which means there's a great amount of knowledge and wisdom that a leadership, a leader has talking about goes the way. So thinking about vision and direction and the way that they're going, and they're really strategic about that, and then showing the way. And that's probably the most important part that really resonates with me with this quote, because you have to model leadership and you have to model what you're hoping those who 
are following you as a leader that they will see and you'll model that behavior. You'll model the types of expectations that you're looking for. You'll model the way you're hoping that your team gets to that next level. And so I really, really, really encourage you to dig into John Maxwell. So Another thing I want to talk about is that if you've been listening to Professional DNA, which I hope you have, if this is your first episode, hi, if this is not, I want you to jump back to episode eight. In episode eight, we talked about roles. And in particular, we talked about the roles that a successful professional must play. And as a successful professional in some place within our professional journey, the role of leadership comes about. The role of being a leader is there. And so one of those roles, you know, in being a leader is it's understanding that in that role, in that role of leadership, in that in that role where you get what I say is the privilege to lead others is to inspire. That as a leader, you truly, truly, truly have the ability to directly impact the lives of those who you are leading. And that direct impact could be positive. And that's what we're hoping for. But I think, you know, all of us have had some instances where that impact that a leader may have had in our lives or in our professional career, our journey has been negative. So there's so much power in this place of leadership, and we have to be mindful about how we execute it. You know, you can do great work and you can produce and produce and produce, but with poor leadership, guys, it's really difficult to grow. I don't care how good you are as a professional, how good you are um, in your role, in your career, within your, your, your job or your team or your organization. When you are under poor leadership, it really makes it difficult to grow sometimes. It can make it difficult to experience happiness and to be fulfilled. And I've been there. I've been in a place where I may have loved the work that I was doing, but because of the leadership and the direction in which the leadership was going, I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. I I felt like I was actually doing well, but also standing still at the same time because my growth was a bit inhibited. And so know that, you know, if you are a leader, your your leadership style, the way that you go about go about leading has such an impact on those who you are leading. It really, really does. And it's beyond how you delegate and how you ask for, you know, tasks and deliverables to be completed. Leaders really kind of cultivate, if you will, this environment, right? And they drive culture and your leadership style and what you do or don't do can really be infectious and it can be infectious in a positive way, right? And really catch on in a positive way, or it could be infectious in a negative way and be quite cancerous and um, really start to deteriorate those around you who were hoping to follow a leader and follow their vision and their guidance and grow under them. And really you end up impacting them with this infectious um, behavior that it does the exact opposite. And so again, as a leader, rather if you are in a position of leadership now or you're striving to be in a position of leadership, I really want you to be mindful about how you approach that privilege of leadership. Let me be very, very clear. And I've said this before that leadership is, is it's, 
it's not just a title. It really is a privilege. You know, it is an opportunity to lead people, influence, empower, to develop others. You know, if you're, I'd like to think about this in this way. What would your team or your organization write about you? If you had an opportunity where you had to step away and someone had to fill in the gap and write about you as a leader, what would they say? What would they write? What if you are moving from one organization or one company to another and you were a leader in one and now moving to the next? What legacy did you leave behind? What impact did you actually have? Right. So I really want you to think about that. Another thing um, that I was thinking about as I was, you know, preparing to talk with you guys today about leadership was that sometimes you hear people say, you know, people are born leaders. Have you heard that? People say they're born leaders. And some people really think that you're born with this innate kind of um, ability to lead. And I truly want to challenge that. And I believe that actually leaders are made. Leaders are made over time. Leaders are made over months, over years, and they're shaped and molded by both their personal experiences and their professional experiences. I truly, truly believe that. Do you potentially have qualities that you're born with or qualities that you've picked up over time that have made, you know, kind of put you in a position to be a great leader? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think some people just really, you know, they they've got some qualities that it's like, wow, that you'd be great in leadership. But I will tell you, it is not until you can really learn from your professional and personal experiences that really you start to be molded and made into a leader. Now, agree or disagree, that's okay. But I I don't think that you're born a leader. I think that you have to be made a leader. Um, leaders are really, to me, made over time. Honestly, I think the best leaders really, like I said, you know, you learn from your experiences and you're able to be reflective and sit back and think about the experiences that you've had and how can you pull from those to move forward and learn from them and be able to implement maybe strategies and tactics, or perhaps it informs your vision that you can then share with those who follow you. I think that, you know, leaders are thoughtful, right? And they're thoughtful in a very strategic way. Some of the best leadership that I've sat up under, they have been thought provoking. The things that they say, the way that they lead make you think. And that is is just powerful for me because I, I tell teams that I lead, you know, I want thinkers, I want those who are willing to be a critical thinker and they're willing to be strategic thinkers and not just being robotic and mechanical in nature. And some of the best leaders that I've been under really challenged me to do that, to don't just think, you know, the status quo and be robotic and mechanical in what you're doing, but to truly think outside the box and the the way that they led actually empowered you, right? And it empowered you in a way that, it was so thought provoking that you're like, yes, let me think about this differently. Let me think about this more critically or more strategically. So I would say, you know, I talk a lot about uh, leading teams and that, you know, I uh, am in a position of leadership now, you know, currently in my role. And am I a great leader? You know, I believe that I'm a good leader. I do. I believe that I'm a good leader. And why do I say? I think a couple of things. One, I'm constantly asking myself, what can I learn from this particular instance, good or bad, 
What can I learn from a failure and a challenge? Or what can I learn from a success? I'm constantly doing that. And I think that's important because you have to be reflective. And in order for you to be strategic for the the in the moment, but also for what's to come, is you have to be able to reflect and learn from your experiences. I think the other thing that makes me a, a good leader is that I'm asking myself, how can I use any of the successes that I've seen, that my team has seen, that my company has seen to grow and develop? And not just to grow and develop myself, but to grow and develop others. Being in a place of leadership is not a selfish place. Being in a place of leadership, what I believe is a quality of, of, of a good leader is that you're, you're not selfish and you're constantly thinking about the others that you are leading. So I do I think I'm a good leader? Yes, I, I, I do. I really do. Um, am I great? Am I fantastic? I think I have a ton of things to learn and I am all about learning as you clearly know, but I think I'm a good leader. And I think that I understand the foundations of leadership, which is what we're going to dig in today. So I want to talk about the foundations. I want to explore four areas. So let's get ready to write these down. I want to explore four areas today. The first one is self-awareness. Number two is communication, and ooh, that's a big one. That's a big one. Number three is influence, and I would say influence slash persuasion. And then number four is learning agility, okay? So those are the four things that we are going to cover. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to jump into these four foundations of leadership. You guys ready? All right, let's take a quick break. All right, now we are back. We are talking about leadership. What makes a good leader? We're going to talk about some of the foundations of leadership. And in particular, we're going to cover four today. So I hope you guys are ready. You've got your notebook. You know, the first one that we're going to talk about is self-awareness. And I will say for me, self-awareness is huge. And this is regardless of where you are in your journey in leadership, whether if you're a leader now or you're journeying down a path towards leadership, being a position of leadership, self-awareness is critical. And it's about your self-awareness, but think about it through the lens of what I say is kind of your own professional SWOT. So you guys may have heard of SWOT. S-W-O-T. And doing a SWOT analysis, you're looking at your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. And I really believe that conducting a SWOT analysis applies to both organizations who they are typically doing that when they're going through strategic planning, they're looking at particular action plans, how can they grow their company, how can they you know, be more um, innovative or advance a particular team or a, an area within their companies. But also, I truly believe that we as individuals, we as professionals need to conduct SWOT analysis of ourselves because that's really going to help with self-awareness. As a leader, self-awareness is all about understanding your strengths and weaknesses right? And gaining that self-awareness is absolutely critical. The The threats and the opportunities, we're going to leave that piece for another day. But the strengths and the weaknesses, 
you being self-aware of that as a leader is critical because you know where your muscles are, right? Where those professionals' muscles are that are going to help you stand boldly and lead. And then you know where you have some areas of challenge, some areas of weakness that you really need to hone in and work on. Hone in and work on. I'll tell you, one of my areas of weakness, well, you know, just being real transparent here, I feel like this is a safe place. So let's talk about it. I really used to struggle with just taking things on. And I've talked about this in an episode before to where I would see a challenge or an issue. And instead of really working through that with my team or members of my teams, I would say, you know what? I I, I got it. I'll take it on. And I'll tell you, I'm not perfect. Every once in a while, I may slip and I still do that. But that's Sometimes you have to, sometimes you do have to step up as a leader and just get your hands dirty and dig in and do. But I was coming at it from a place that instead of working through that particular situation or challenge with an individual, I would just say, I'll do it. I'll jump in. And that for me is was a weakness because I really should take an approach and, I, and I'm much better as, at it now, especially as I've been, I feel like improving as a leader over time. I should have taken the approach to say, okay, where is this coming from? What's really the foundation of why an individual or a team is having a challenge with something? And then how can I, as a leader, help provide solutions, help provide support or empower them to really work through that themselves, right? How can I, how can I do that? So instead of just taking it away, let's use this as a learning opportunity. Let's use this as what, you know, you guys hear about a teachable moment. Let's use this as a teachable moment and really lead you through this challenge. And so I really think you have to understand and write it down, right? I want you to take a piece of paper, make four columns, S-W-O-T. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And then come back to opportunities because that's a big one too. Where are there opportunities for you as a leader? And then where there might be some threats because everything is not always smiles and sunshine. And sometimes there may be threats or barriers that may prohibit us from really pushing through that journey and getting to higher levels of leadership. But for this conversation, I really want us to focus on the S and the W. And I want you to take some time and really write down where are you strong? Where are you strong as a leader or where are you strong as a professional as you're pursuing leadership? Where are your weaknesses? What are things that you know that you need to work on? This is really key in order to be an effective leader long term because you're always going to have different incidences that occur. You're always going to have different challenges that occur, different environments that you're working in as a leader. And so you can't just stay stuck in one place. You have to evolve as your as your professional journey evolves. And so understanding your and, and having that sense of self-awareness is critical. All right. So that's number one. Number one is self-awareness. All right, let's go to number two, the big C, communication. Let me tell you something. Communication sometimes I feel is completely underestimated for how important and critical it is, not just in leadership, but in general. As an individual, as a person, as a human being, we don't always do a great job in communicating. We do a great job talking. We do a great job opening our mouths. But are we being effective communicators? Okay. A leader has to understand how critical communication skills are. 
It's literally one of the most critical skills for any professional, but for a leader, you have got to understand how to communicate. As high achieving professionals, we have to understand how to communicate if we want to get to higher levels, we want to continue to ascend in our careers. As a leader, we often, I'm telling you, we oftentimes, we are in a position where we are communicating big things, right? We're having to communicate a vision. We're having to communicate ideas or critical information. We are having to uh, communicate, you know, bad news, right? Challenges that are coming about. How we go about that communication is critical because the other end of that communication are those that are following you, right? Those who, and I like to say, you know, a good leader has those who are willing and and desire to follow them versus they just work for them. So you'll hear me say follow versus work for, because I think that good leaders have those who are willing to follow their leadership. Okay. So, but again, in order to, to really, really get your message across, it's the ability and you have to communicate and the ability to do so effectively is a consistent trait, I believe, and a consistent skill that a good leader must have. You have to have it. I also think when we are, we're thinking about the big C, <laughs> we're thinking about communication, is that we have to think about communication style. Communication style is very important as well because, you know, just as much as what you are communicating, it's how you communicate it, right? How many times have you heard someone uh, communicate something, share a piece of information, and you hear it from person A, and then you hear it from person B? And for some reason, it made a lot more sense when you heard it from person B than you heard it from person A. It is likely in the way that they communicated that information. Was the communication clear and concise? Was the communication in a tone that was a tone that was setting up um, good reception, if you will? And what I mean by that is sometimes your tone could be so off or so terse or so negative that you're saying the right thing but the receiving end is not getting it because they're so hung up on your tone. They're so hung up on the delivery. So that communication style is absolutely critical as well. I think we also have to think about the ways that we communicate, the different um, mechanisms or methods and way we communicate. So writing, right? Being able to be clear in our writing, clear in an email, how many times have you received an email and you're like, what, what do they want me to do? What is, what is, wait, what exactly is happening? Is the meeting tomorrow or next, or next week? We have to be clear thinking about the way we speak, right? That we're speaking with clarity, right? So we're not talking in circles so that people get lost in the language. I talk a lot about, you know, $25 words. Yes, I know as professionals, as high achieving professionals, we definitely need to be articulate, but you also, as a good leader and as a good communicator, you have to know your audience and know who you're speaking to. And if you're using the $25 words and they're not receiving that information and understanding it, then I'm sorry, you have to take a look at the delivery and what you're saying, and perhaps you need to bring it down a notch. Perhaps you need to speak a bit more in plain language. And I'll be honest with you, I struggle with that sometimes. I may be talking with my team or having a conversation and I miss 
that the way I delivered that information, it's not what I was delivering was wrong, but the, the terminology that I utilized might have not resonated with everyone. And so I have to be able to cue into that and come back and explain, right? Come back and I'm, I'm not being demeaning. I'm not trying to degrade anyone, right? I'm not saying anyone is not knowledgeable or stupid. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that maybe everyone didn't get the way I just gave it. And so let me come back and bring a bit more clarity to the way I was communicating, right? The other side of communication, and I think sometimes we talk about communication being one way, but communication is two way. And so in that, you have to be an active listener. That is critical. You have to be an active listener. Listen with the intent of understanding what others are saying so that you can then provide a response or information or whatever the need may be in a clear and concise way. But because you're being an active listener, you're able to do that more effectively. A lot of times I will say, what I heard you say was, what I believe you're saying is, like I want to do that kind of clarification so I am showing that I'm listening to you, I'm tuning into what you're saying, but I'm doing it actively. I'm gonna give it back to you so that I can have a response or provide information that truly meets the need. So again, communication, I call it the big C because there's so much packed into communication. And as a leader, know that, you know, your communication merges directly with your behaviors, right? That it, it, it moves directly with your behaviors that are telling to me of a good leader, telling of good leadership. For example, if you are communicating, sometimes you're in a position to where you need to encourage or empower. How are you doing that? Are Number one, are you are you queuing into the point that that's what you need to do as a leader? And then number two, are you communicating in a way that the individual that you're meeting with, that you're having a conversation with, is getting that sense of encouragement and empowerment? Or are, or, or, or do they only hear, we're, we're, we're focusing on the negative, or we're focusing on the wrong, whatever it may be. But as a leader, you're, you're putting those positions. Sometimes you're in a, in, a, in a position to where you need to convey mission. You need to convey vision. You need to convey strategy, right? But the way that you do that directly impacts your behavior. And when I say that is, how are you going about communicating the vision? Are you just going to tell people the vision? Or are you going to stand before your team, provide a presentation, and have a invigorating and kind of thought-provoking conversation so that they understand your vision and will get behind you and follow you towards that vision, right? So see how communications and behavior go together? It's the difference between hearing someone stand before you and say, we're going to the park. Everybody knows that, okay, we're going to the park. It's another thing to say, in order for us to really have our minds open and our, our hearts open and to understand how we're going to work on our strategic plan, Guys, we're going to go to the park and we're going to have a working meeting. We're going to have a working meeting in the park because I want your minds to be free. I want you to take in fresh air. Do you see the difference? You may say, oh, Tarika, okay, I'm not doing all that. We need to go to the park because we're gonna, everybody wants to just go outside. They want to do these walking meetings. We're just going to go to the park. No, 
When you are in a place of leadership, you have to take care with your messages. Everyone can't just take sometimes your word at, in, in, the, in the direct way that you say it. You are in a position to empower. You are in a position to encourage. That means your message and the delivery of that message and the behavior behind it all has to come together because you are not communicating for you. You are communicating for those that you need to follow you. So communication, again, in that regard is key. Also, before we we jump from communication, and I know I'm spending a lot of time on it, but I'm telling you the big C is a game changer. Communication, when done effective, when done correctly, can be so effective, so effective and so impactful. So the last thing around really merging your communication directly with your behaviors is being influential and influential interactions. People follow you versus work for you when you can give influential interactions. How can you be a leader that not only inspires, empowers, encourages, and educates, but also can influence you? I want to know that as a leader, I am making an impact, but that I also have a certain level of influence. That means my team, right? Those who follow me, that they trust me, that they trust the knowledge and the wisdom that I'm putting forth, that they trust the strategy and the vision and and the mission that I'm pushing forth, right? How do I become a leader that has influential interactions with the team. So when things get tough, when things get difficult, they're still right there with you because they believe in the vision, they believe in the goal, they believe in the direction, and they're willing to follow you. The big C is huge, guys. I'm telling you, don't sleep on communication. It is huge. It is huge. When you have the privilege to lead, you have to understand the power of your tongue. You cannot take words back. The moment it leaves your mouth, no matter if you didn't, people say, oh, I didn't mean to say that that way. Oh, I hope that didn't come off. It doesn't matter. The moment it's gone, it's gone. And as a leader, we have to understand the power of our words and the power of the way that we communicate with the teams and organizations and companies that we're within. All right. So that is is number two. I know we took a lot on that one, but I had to dig in on communication because I am I am all about the big C. All right, let's jump into number three. Number three is influencer. Number three is influencer. You know, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a, a, a proverb with you. And in Proverbs 29, it says, where there is no vision, the people will perish. Where there is no vision, the people will perish. Leadership is influence. And and that's another quote from, from John Maxwell. Leadership is influence. When was the last time someone was able to influence you? Right? When when's the last time? Was it a leader? Or better yet, when was the last time you as a leader For those of you who are leaders now or you are aspiring to be one and that's a part of your professional journey, that's the season that you're in, when was the last time you were able to effectively influence those that you lead? Influencing is directly paired with leadership. 
it helps you communicate your vision. It helps you communicate your goals. It, it allows you to get things done and achieve outcomes. Because when you are in leadership and you can influence those who you lead, they will go to the top of the mountain and back for you. If you can influence them, if you can share with them the goal, the vision, and they understand that as they are working towards that goal and vision alongside you, right? They're following you and they're work that they trust you. They know that you are leading them in the right direction and you have an incredible amount of influence in how they get their jobs done, how they get the work done, how they get the tasks done. So when I say influence allows you to get things done, it's because it is your interactions as a leader with your team and with your within your companies and organizations that will directly impact how the work gets done and how the outcomes, right? That desired outcome, how that's going to be achieved, okay? But to effectively influence, we must as leaders, we must know who we're talking to. I'm going to take a pause real quick. You must know who you're talking to. Who is your audience, right? Who are, who are your stakeholders? You have to know your team. You have to know the other stakeholders, the other individuals in your company, in your organization that have the ability to impact what you're doing, right? They have a say or they have some influence. They may have a small amount of influence or a big amount of influence. We're not gonna we're not gonna dig into stakeholder uh, management and engagement today. We're gonna have that conversation on a project management day because a, a stakeholder engagement and stakeholder management is huge. You have to know your audience and you have to know your stakeholders. Who do you need to influence? Who do you need to have on your side? Who do you need to have on your side, at your front, and behind you at your back? You need to have 360 when you are marching towards a vision. Who do you need to influence? Who are they? That is so key as a leader. So key as a leader. When in senior leadership, so let's let, let if I have some senior level directors, you know, VPs and above, I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna talk to you as well because when in senior leadership, when you have a seat at the table. The focus is often on influencing high-level decisions, right? So you are you are in a position to influence hiring, influence strategy, influence cost, budget, investments, influence next steps for a company, next steps for a team or an organization. It is super critical that you are on point from a self-awareness, communication, and influence standpoint. Because when you have a seat at the table, you have an incredible amount of influence or you would not be there. But in order for your influence to maintain its relevancy and its strength, you have to know your audience. You have to know who is sitting across the table beside you and who's behind you that you may not even have been thinking about. Influence as a leader is so powerful, but you have got to think about the best ways to actually have that influence, right? How to use it, when to use it, and who you're needing to use it with. As John Maxwell said, leadership is influence. 
And as I shared out of Proverbs, where there is no vision. So in order to really have influence, you got to be thinking about what's the end. What's the end goal? Where are we trying to go? Where am I trying to influence people to go? All right. I hope that you are nodding, clapping, yes, writing. I hope that you are because this is so key and it's a critical foundation of leadership. All right, we're at our last one. We're at number four. And this is a big one. And especially because we, you know, we just talked about learning and the power of learning last week. So let's talk about learning agility. Learning agility. JF Kennedy said, leadership and learning are indispensable to each other. Indispensable to each other. Let me tell you something. As leaders, we need to have the ability to constantly learn. And we need to understand that power and the value of it. We need to value the experiences and the lessons learned that we have from these different experiences that we've had. Like we need to understand how to pull, like I said, how to pull from the failures, how to pull from the challenges, how to pull from the wins. And we have to understand the value in that and learning from those experiences. What are those lessons learned so that we can apply them forward, right? There is one thing. So sad to see, guys. And that is when leaders are not agile. They are not ready and willing to learn and adjust based on experiences. If you know that the strategy that you used last year did not yield you success, please explain to me why we are using the same strategy in this upcoming year. Why? How did we not learn from the strategy that failed? right? That did not work. How do we not learn from that? How do we not refine it, update it? How do we not do that? And I think that leaders miss the mark sometimes because they're so stuck on, nope, this is the way we're going to do it. The team just couldn't execute it the way I wanted them to. Nope, this is the way we're going to do it. They just didn't understand what I was trying to do. So we're going to try this strategy again. We're going to try this plan again. We're going to pitch this to the client the same way again. As leaders, you have to be an agile learner. And when I say that, or having that learning agility, is that you have to be willing to change it up. You have to be ready to pivot and to be agile and to learn from your experiences, to keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect (laughs) a different result. You guys have heard many people say that before. That's insane. That's insane. So as a leader, we can't set ourselves up for that. We can't set ourselves up for that type of repetitive failure. We have to make sure that we are using those experiences. We're learning from them and we're ready to pivot. We're ready to identify a new solution. We're ready to engage in conversations with our team members and others within the organization to say, here's what we learned where we had a misstep. Let's identify the lessons learned there and how we can refine our approach to move forward. Learning agility means learning from our mistakes asking the right questions. And then also, which this is a big one, being open for feedback. When your stuff doesn't work, be open to feedback from your colleagues, from other leaders around you. Have a circle, right? Where's your tribe? Where's your squad? Where's your team? Who can you talk to and have conversations about that thing that did not go right? It went left. And I now have to come back with a new direction and a new plan be willing to listen to feedback because so many times we don't want to listen to others because I'm a leader now. 
Woohoo, I'm a leader now. Leave that title out the door. Because the best way that you lead is not by telling someone that you're a leader, but by showing people that you're a leader. How do you show up? How do you really demonstrate leadership and not just tell people that you are a leader? As leaders, we must learn new skills quickly. That's another place of that kind of agility place is that we have to learn new skills and learn them quickly, especially when our knowledge and our gaining of new skills is going to help move our team forward. So we have to oftentimes learn that knowledge and then think through what's the best way to communicate it or transfer it over to our teams, right? Or over to others that follow us and and they're working with us. How do we get that information to them? How can we push things out to our teams so that we are not the ones who are in a position to always execute, but we're in a position to provide information, share information, and then empower, encourage, influence so that what things get done and outcomes are achieved. So those are the four. Those are the four. Let's take a really quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to recap because I I really want to be sure that you capture those four foundations of leadership today. All right, let's take a quick break. All right, guys, we are at the end of this episode and it's been amazing to just talk with you about what it takes to be a good leader, talking about leadership. You know, you hear people talk about the boss, right? I'm a boss. I'm, you know, I've gotten this new position. I'm a boss up. And I want us to be very careful with that because a boss has the title, but a leader, a leader has the people. And when you are in a position of leadership, it is not about you. What do you hear people say? It's not about you, boo. It's not about you. It is about the people. It is about those that are following you. As a child, we played the game, follow the leader. And in playing that game, it was all about being able to model, right? And do what you saw the leader do. Imagine, imagine if we as leaders really made sure that the steps that we were taking, the actions that we were taking, the words that we were speaking, our behaviors were all not about ourselves. But it was about those that are in this game of follow the leader. They're looking for vision. The great Maya Angelou said that if one is lucky, a solitary fantasy can totally transform one million realities. And that resonates with me so much because one vision, one fantasy, one one goal can totally transform those that work with you, those that you lead can transform their reality. And that is both in a negative way and in a positive way. And I want you to know that as you go through your leadership journey, whether you are a leader now or you're striving to be a leader, it is not about you. It is about those who are following you and what is could be such an amazing reality for them. Okay? So again, we talked about 
four foundations of leadership. Self-awareness, the big C, communication, being an influencer, and learning agility, having that learning agility. As you go through this path, as you go through this journey towards leadership or within leadership, it's important to understand that it's an ongoing process. Leadership skills will continue to be improved over time, but you got to put in the work. You got to be willing to dig in. Okay. To be a good leader and effective leader, you must continue to be willing to develop, to adapt, and to strengthen your skills. Remember SWOT, right? Remember that SWOT analysis, looking at your strengths, looking at your weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. If you can identify those gaps or weaknesses in your leadership journey, along with your strengths, and then looking at opportunity and looking at the threats, I'm telling you, you're really positioning yourself to continue to grow as a leader. Don't just do that SWOT once. Identify moments in your professional journey, in your leadership journey, and when you take a step back, you reflect and you look at where are you strong, where are you weak, where are there opportunities, and where are there some threats, okay? So ask yourself, am I on the right path? Am I, am I, am I a good leader? Am, am I re- do I really have those foundations of leadership? And if not, hey, guess what? That's okay. You can get there. You can get there. And I want you to take in today and really think about how you can apply it. So again, I think, not even I think, I know, I know that you can do it. I know that you can be a good leader. I know that if you're on a path in your leadership journey that you're not maybe particularly proud of, that you can turn that thing around. You can turn that thing around. But I want you to remember those foundations, okay? All right. Well, that's all I got for you guys today. It's been awesome. Uh, Please, please, please be sure that you are following Professional DNA on Instagram. That's professional underscore DNA. I also want to make sure that um, you are tuning in regularly on Sundays, getting ready for the week ahead. Because guess what? I believe that when we prepare for the week ahead, we've got a strategy in mind right? We, when we start talking about like growth mindsets, being prepared, you're in a growth mindset. You want to make sure that you are ready to go. All right. So that's all I got. Remember guys, you have everything inside of you to be your best and unique self. That's your professional DNA. I know that some of you have leadership as a part of your DNA. You may not have been born with it, but you've developed it over time and you're going to keep working on that thing so that you can be the best version of you that you can. You can be your best and unique self and you can show up as a good leader. You can show up as a good leader day in and day out. Have an amazing week, everyone. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Tune in next week. Bye.